Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of the Leak Rugby Club podcast. Today we are joined by Ian Byrne, the minor junior chairman of Leak Rugby Club. So I am the uh, mini and junior chairman. Um, I took over the role about two and a half years ago. Um, uh, we oversee about approximately 200 children playing rugby on a, a Sunday and uh, training midweek. Really, really. Um, so how has that uh, role sort of affected your your own personal life or is it is it sort of something that sort of sprung, sprung upon you or, or have you always sort of wanted to do it? No, it hasn't really uh, affected because we, um, so my son started, my youngest son, sorry, my eldest son, sorry, started playing um, when he was four or five years old, that's sort of 13 years ago. Uh, I helped manage his team, which he did until he got into under 16s, under 17s when they finished. Um, and it was just a natural progression, really. Probably the year before that, uh, Marcus said he wanted to step down. Um, and I was a natural person just to take it on. So as we affected it, I, I spent a lot of time at the club anyway. Um, all my three boys play. It's a bit more admin work to some degree, but not a lot. <laughs> Fair enough. How, um, so, so obviously you, you got involved with, with your sons uh, being uh, pushed into rugby. Is, is that is that the family's uh, favourite sport or, or was it was it sort of... Uh, it's a different one because I come from uh, from Somerset and um, obviously rugby is massive down in Somerset compared to football. Uh, so when I moved up here, it was quite noticeable, the difference. Uh, it's obviously more football-based. Um, so my wife's family are, are all football, uh, and my family are all rugby. Um, and one of the things I wanted to do was make sure that my lads went into rugby more than football because it's. I just think the... Uh, the disciplines and the, um, how I describe it, the, the ethos of rugby is a lot better than football, in my opinion. Uh, although my youngest son has just started playing football. Um, but I still prefer rugby. Um, yeah. What it gives the kids. Exactly. Um, so a parent might be listening to this and, and be wanting their, their child to get into to rugby. How, how do, you, do you go about doing that? Do you just like, turn up on and training or? Yeah, in a nutshell, you do. Um, we, we, we've got uh, every age group from under sixes through to under 16s uh, in the boys section. And then we've got 13s, 15s and 18s girls. Uh, and literally they, they train odd midweeks, the older groups. Um, but the other team trains on a Sunday morning at approximately 10.30 and just turn up and, and you'll find your team or we'll find the team for you. Um, and, Enjoy playing. It's great. It's a great sport. It gives you great uh, uh, respect in life. With uh, with sort of COVID being the talk of the town for the last, oh, it feels like forever. Um, with kids, sort of, they, they 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 obviously a child can get it, but they can't. They don't really show symptoms. So, um, it, what uh, what have you brought in place at Leak that sort of sort of combat this uh, this like track and trace? Yeah, so we've had quite a, a um, we first came back, so obviously the first lockdown was March. Uh, I think we first came back around about August time, July, end of July, August. And there's a lot of regulations we put into place. Um, so, for example, every team has to, they can train for 75 minutes as a maximum. Uh, but every 15 minutes, you have to sanitise your hands. Uh, every team has to give you a list of what parents have been there. Even now, that's still happening the same. Um, 
and track and trace. Obviously, we've got the track and trace app and the things. But obviously, when you're on the top pitches or wall lane, that's not there. So you have to do the manual forms. Um, other than that, it's, it's just a case of being careful, really, um, and just being sensible. And, and everyone's sort of no one's forty. We've had no issues with it, if that makes sense. We've had nobody sort of saying we're not doing this, we're not doing that. His kids just want to play rugby or football or cricket or whatever the sport might be. Um, and the sooner we get them back playing, the better. Um, and parents just want to brought into it as well. And I think people understand that it's in difficult times. It's unprecedented, you know, and, and we have to sort of get on with it. If we don't get on with it properly, then we'll never come back. So, so the only real change we've had is the sanitization every sort of 15 minutes in there. And, and that's probably what there's been a few adaptive rules on rugby, but they're, it's not too bad. It's only sort of not doing scrums or not doing uh, malls. So it's not the end of the world in that sense. The, the game's still relatively the same. Yeah, uh, well, exactly. From what you said about uh, that you're not allowed scrums and stuff like that, is that obviously because they're, they're children, they, they don't really do scrums yeah, until... Yeah, the, the, the whole way, uh, right from the bottom to the top. Um, so obviously, in, in reality, if you've got a scrum, even with adults, you're probably in a three-metre block uh, and you've got 16 or 18 blokes. And with the referee, you've got 19. And in reality, you can't do that. It's just two metres is out the window at that point. So that goes. Walls are very similar. Um, rocks are slightly different, I suppose, because they're quite fast-moving, so they sort of get out of the way a bit quicker. So you're not sort of tied into that area. So that's the same in, in the 13s upwards. The... Um, there's no scrums or, or, or more. I see. I see. Um, so I think so. You've got uh, the, the very young under sixes, and then you've got under 13s, and then you've got as well as that for, for the girls' team. So, when, if they, because obviously training will be in the middle of the week. So, how are you doing with, because um, uh, how, how are you doing for like parking and stuff and making sure that teams don't? Um, unfortunately, not not as in they, they sort of get together, but as in one team might be on the way home just as another team uh, arrives. So what we've done, we've um, so on a on a Sunday training when we first came back uh, back at sort of August time, we split the training sessions. Uh, so we literally had um, two teams in any one on any one pitch area. Um, which then meant we can manage the sort of time to like a 15 minute break in between. So the parents were gone. The next set of parents came in. Um, with us coming back after this lockdown, it's a little bit easier. Um, uh, so we've, we've done it where everyone trains at the same time on a Sunday, but there's only two teams, so three teams at the top. There's uh, two and a half pitches. There's one team on wall lane and there's three teams, which is the minis down at the bottom of the clubhouse. And obviously you've got two pitches almost there. Uh, so we, we sort of managed to ma managed to spread that way. Now midweek is slightly different, where we'll only train one team at a time on a pitch. Um, it's just easier to manage in midweek than, than on a Sunday. So. I see. I see. So so obviously, um, just trying to limit the amount of people seeing people, kind of thing, and and just sort of making sure that the club is as COVID aware as as, as possible. Yeah. Trying to sort of mixing, that's the, that, that, the hardest thing of all on, on a Sunday, for example, is to take me, I've got three different children in three different age groups, potentially. Uh, so I know parents in different age groups and trying to stop 
something like myself or my wife mixing with other other um, uh, teams is hard, uh, and that, that that's been the hardest issue. But everyone sort of, again, everyone sort of brought into it, so to speak, um, and hasn't sort of fought against it and just stuck to their own team. They've picked a mm. team they're going with. That's it. I'm sticking with them. There's no sort of cross crossover at all. Yeah, exactly. Because that that that's probably the hardest battle having. Um, sort of, if you had two kids with in different uh, age groups, you you can't be well. You you can't be two places at once, obviously. But you can't pick one up and then pick the other one up, and you know. No, so we, we had a situation where a couple of parents were sort of managing or coaching one team. They were say training at ten o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and then the other son's team were doing half past eleven. And they were like, "Mark, I want with you. I'm going to train this lot, and then go down and train them at half past eleven. No, you can't do that." You've got to literally pick one team and go, that's the team I'm going to train this week. And somebody else has got to train that. Nobody coaches has to do that group. Because you can't take, you're literally then just going from one group to another. That's been a little, it's been a little bit tough. What we've got there is a few awkward conversations, but everyone sort of understands it and, and gets to the situation we're in. So. Yeah. Um, final, final one was uh, just on um, how has is, how is numbers and sort of members been during the pandemic, because hopefully, as as the lockdown starts to ease, more kids will be like, oh, "I want to take up, I want to start to take up rugby." So, or or even maybe it's the opposite: people are sort of going off rugby and, and starting to want to find a new sport. So, how how is do you know if numbers have sort of varied or? or... Yeah, good question. We we were worried. Um... To be honest with you, during the, the start of it all, that we were going to sort of lose players. Um... But what we've done over the years is a lot of the, um, the senior committee and management committees are on different WhatsApp groups with the different teams. You sort of get a feel for it during the last sort of 12 months that no, so I, I've got heavily involved in cricket. The WhatsApp groups I'm involved in there, a lot of parents are dropping away from the WhatsApp groups and leaving them. At rugby, I've not seen anyone leave any groups I'm in or my colleagues haven't lost any either. So we're thinking, right, well, we'll come back and we'll see where we're at. So we've come back. And we probably, in reality, probably gained five or six players when we first came back. And I've had a message today to say we've had six more players turn up for the under-sixes. I know an under-nine's turned up, saying an under-11, I think, has turned up today. All of a sudden, that's like another eight, nine players, as well as the five from before. So we're, we're probably increased by a good five, if not 10%, uh, since coming back, um, which is great. You know, because um, you are worried uh, that, you will lose players. There's no two ways about it. They find other things to do, especially this, the hardest age groups, really, the, the sort of 30s and above, uh, because they find other things to do, other places to go. Um, the parents, you know, aren't quite so pushy in that sense um, as, um, as they are when they're younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is, is that sort of, you, you're hoping that the juniors can, it's like a, a steady process up. So a, a child joins under sixes and then slowly progresses through uh, league rugby to uh, the men's team or, or did do, do you sort of, is, is that what the sort of foundations are built on? Or? The actual foundations of the club are built on um, smoking from within. Uh, we've, we've sort of heavily gone down the route in the last sort of couple of years of building the Colts team, which is the 17s and 18s. Uh, into the senior section. So we've been lucky the last two years where I think we've maintained about 10 for each team. So we're a good 20 into the senior section, uh, which is which is fantastic anywhere in the, in the country to some degree. Um, 
But what we have done is, is we're trying really hard now to work um, sort of closer with this and, and sort of have every, everyone under sixes to some degree knows the pathway at some point. We want every player to play for leap. That's the, the aim. I'm slightly different to everybody else. My, I'll be dead honest, my attitude is I like to see a lot of our players playing for higher level clubs. And I love leap to bits, but we can get them to that level, they'll eventually come back down to league. They'll come back to us and, and bring what they've learned back to league as well. Uh, so that's, that's my aspiration to get the lads to that level. But all with a, with a, with a view to coming back and play for league and getting into the first team, second team and so on. Perfect. That's all we have time for. Another big thank you to Ian for speaking to us. Be sure to check out our other podcasts. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>